Welcome back. You're listening to the Sis You're Doing Okay podcast, a space where we have honest conversations about motherhood, mental health, sisterhood, and faith. I'm your host, Desiree, and I am so glad you chose to listen this week. Content creation is a labor of love, and I am super grateful for you, my loyal listeners. But as a mom of five who homeschools all five of those kids full time and creates content for the show, you can imagine that sometimes I need a little boost, and coffee is my mom fuel. If you love this show and its honest conversations and would like to support the show and its coffee loving host, you can now buy me a coffee. There's a link in the show notes below that says support the show. When you tap on that, it'll take you to the land of coffee buying where you can buy as as many cups as you'd like to share. I will appreciate each and every one of them. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the coffee. Now let's get into this conversation. Hey sis, how are you? Um, So here's the deal. Usually, this is where I talk to you guys a little bit, give you a little update, background information of the week, whatever. We're not doing that this week. This week, we are going to cut straight to the chase. This interview is so good. I want you to make sure that you can set aside a whole hour and listen to it from start to finish. Get a notepad and a pen because My guest this week is Jessica Lauren. She is the host of the Sunday Jumpstart podcast, where she teaches goal getters to ditch the excuses and make ish happen. And when I tell you this episode is life changing, I mean, it's, you know what? I don't even want to say anything else. Without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Jessica Lauren of the Sunday Jumpstart Podcast. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Desiree girl. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am so glad that you are here. I, oh, I okay, I'm going to catch my breath. I'm, I'm literally in my feelings right now. Um, Jessica Lauren is a fellow podcaster and... Yeah. Uh, just to give a little context, I have, I have, I have loved her podcast. It's called the Sunday Jumpstart Podcast. If you haven't listened, and if you're not subscribed, you need to do that before the end of this conversation. Um, Jessica, I invited you on here to talk about your goal getters ditching excuses motto. I think that is the best thing that I've heard in a long time because everybody has excuses and everybody needs somebody to kick them in the pants. So before we get started talking about that, can you answer this very, very first question? How are you feeling right this moment? Like in your mind, in your body, in your spirit? (laughs) Girl, I don't know if today was the day to ask that. You know what? I'm going to be 1000%. I started my lady cycle. 
And I'm not feeling too well, to be honest. It seems like the older I get, the more brutal it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you're familiar with this woman. Um, Her name is Berion Berry. She's a Black woman Uh in just the woman's health sphere. And her whole thing is about like how you should tie entrepreneurship to your cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. And at first I was like, yeah, 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 Berion, uh-huh. But girl, she's like, you shouldn't make decisions during your Ludal phase and here's why. And now I am a firm believer. Today should have been an off day because I'm over here like, oh Jesus, these cramps. But I took some medicine and I'm 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 all good. But I'm also just like, girl, what is going on? So that's how I'm feeling today. Just very all over the place, but it's okay. (laughs) Okay. That's okay. I mean, guess what? So last week that was me and I did, Mm -hmm. I think three interviews and the first day of mine was like the third interview. And I literally was like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? Why did I do this? Yeah. If you become more in sync with like when it's coming on, then you Mm -hmm. know, like maybe I shouldn't have interviews that week. So check her out. It's helpful. I just didn't implement it this time, but that's okay. okay. (laughs) Thank you for making the exception on my behalf. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I was so excited all week to come on. So I, let's do it. <laughs> all right. So, Jessica, when do you feel the most successful? Oh, that's a good one. You know what? I feel like, okay, I'm doing something right when I get a DM or a text or a review or an email from somebody saying, like, girl, I heard you and I'm grateful that you see me or it, your podcast helped me out or this blog post or something. That's when I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right. It's not necessarily the money or, you know, not necessarily like the businessy aspect of things. It is just getting that feedback. Like, girl, thank you for seeing me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was the only one that was, wasn't going through that. That's when I feel like, okay, God, I know to keep on going. Um, just because sometimes, as you know, as a podcaster, it kind of feels like you're just having just like a very one-sided conversation, mm-hmm. um, especially for my show. It's not necessarily an interview-based situation. Like I'll have interviews on there, but for the most part, it's a solo show. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is anybody listening? And to mm-hmm. get that feedback, it's like, okay, <laughs> doing something right. Yeah, I totally get that because I mean, most of the time you are literally just talking to yourself. <laughs> so yes. it's just like, yes. am, I, am I really just talking to myself at this point? So yeah, the feedback definitely yep. does help. Um, So when was the last time you complimented yourself? Oh, you know what? It was yesterday. Um, yesterday, I I guess it was like the precursor to today. Like, you know, a few days before your cycle, you're just kind of beating yourself up. I was a little emotional. And I um I have it actually on my phone, um, a reminder. It'll say, stop what you're doing right now and pat yourself on the back. So I I make it a habit. And yesterday I was just like, girl, you've you've made it this far. And I think a lot of times um we forget how far we've come, like, because we're so used to doing the day-to-day rigmarole, we forget like how scary it was to get to this point. And, um, I I just have to, yesterday I was just like, you're doing fine. You've made it this far, (laughs) keep going. So yesterday, and I'm going to do it again today at three. I have a little reminder every day, stop what you're doing and pat yourself on the back. I love that idea. (laughs) Where did, did you, have you always done that? Or is that something you just started? 
Um, I feel like I might have started that like December 2020, mm-hmm. November-ish, when um I I I set up like maybe six different reminders to go out through the day because I was getting to a point where it's like I'm everybody else's pep talker, but who's gonna pep talk to me? Mm-hmm. And, and um it was like you can, you know what I mean? Like instead of waiting on having a therapy session or any of that, like speak life into yourself. And so I have one that goes off at like 10, 12, 1, 3, 6, like it's out throughout the day, just words of encouragement. Um, so I I have one that's just like um the money you spend will come back to you, you know, multiple times over. Like I'll, I'll change it throughout the month, but it'll speak to whatever I'm feeling insecure about or just need a little bit more TLC. And um, so I think I've been doing it like around the holidays and it's it's been a blessing. Oh, I love that. I think I'm going to start doing that too. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to mention that I think is actually kind of cool. Jessica, when's your birthday? Halloween. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we are You're a Halloween baby. Yeah. Scorpio queen. Okay, that is so cool. Scorpion <laughs> on my back. I mean, I don't really follow astrology, but whatever. I have a scorpion on my back, and I'm just like, huh. Jessica's born on the. Not only is she in October, but she's the same day as me. I'm so, a Halloween baby. Hey, birthday twin. Hey. So, um, when you were growing <laughs> up, people like call you like devil's child and all those foolish things. Okay, so I grew up in Detroit, and uh-huh. in Detroit, October 30th is Devil's Night, oh. and it's essentially when people will go out and burn down the band of buildings. Like, literally, the city would be on fire um, just because a lot of heinous crimes was happening uh-huh. in those abandoned buildings, and the city wasn't doing anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so it would just be on fire. And my father, his birthday is October 30th, and mine's the 31st. Oh, so wow. I would get a little bit of jokes like, what was your mama? what's going on with your mama? Because y'all got some... <laughs> But we grew up super duper Christian and yeah. I spent a lot of my time um, at church doing harvest parties mm-hmm. and all of that. So I never celebrate in my whole life. I've never dressed up for Halloween unless like my church would let you dress up a little bit. Like you could yeah. maybe wear some angel wings or pretend <laughs> to be Mary and Joseph, but yeah, yeah. I don't typically celebrate it in Detroit finally rebranded and now it's called angels night but yeah i used to get like some little weird comments because of yeah. my dad's birthday being on devil's night and me halloween it was oh. like mama what are you doing <laughs> what's going on there <laughs> what's going on yeah yeah oh my gosh that's so funny so um <laughs> how about you tell me besides the halloween birthday what's one thing that most people don't know about you um you know what? I've always had a very boisterous, bubbly, out there personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get my fuel most um, from just kind of being alone. I'm mm-hmm. everybody's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, people just open up to me as soon as we meet or if we lock eyes. People done told me all kind of stuff. And I think because of that, that's made me since, and it's been like this since I was a kid, mm-hmm. it's made me hide a little bit. Like I'm, I'm out there, but I'm also like retreating and just really, really spending time with the people that I truly love and can like let my guards down. Because what winds up happening is because I am so bubbly and boisterous, 
people are fast friends with me, but mm-hmm. they tend to fall in love with that, that image of me. Like, oh, she's so funny. She's so cool. Let me dump mm-hmm. on her. She's a great listener, mm-hmm. but they don't get the time to learn who I truly am. And not, yeah. not to say that that's a facade, but um, they don't get past that second layer. So the people that have made it through that second, third layer, mm-hmm. I'm only hanging with them. I'm retreating. I'm getting off of social media and I'm reading. I'm just like, as loud and crazy as I am, I'm also on that other extreme and just being super quiet and really, really introspective and just kind of always in my head a little bit, but it doesn't, I think a lot of people see me and think, oh, she's silly. A lot of people read me as younger than I am, Mm -hmm. but um, it's like, girl, I got a whole emotional world going on in here (laughs) that no one knows about because I'm just like, hey, y'all. And um, that's something they don't know is that I just like a lot more introspective than I think I'm like seen as. Okay. So me too. Like <laughs> literally yeah. you, I'm listening to you talk and I'm just like, yeah, that's me. Like I'm the funny <laughs> one. I'm the one that's always laughing Ki-ki-ki, ah! and people tell me things and they're just like, I don't even know why I just told you that. And I'm just like, I don't know why you told me either. And, but I literally, I, when I say to people that I'm an introvert, they're like, no, not yeah. you. Yes. But yeah, but yeah, <laughs> because I mean, introversion, introversion is less about like social awkwardness and more about where you get your energy. I don't get my energy from people. I, I need to like go into a quiet space, put a blanket over my head, yeah, the light and just read something or just sit in silence. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I don't necessarily prescribe to astrology either, uh-huh. but I do think it's interesting. Like I don't live my life right. like, like it's a Bible, yeah. but I think it is something to be said about us both being born on October 31st to be yeah. a Scorpio. That's a very Scorpio trait. It's like, all right, y'all peace. I'm out. Like, let me go back and bury under the ground. Cause yeah. y'all too much. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So you're a goal getter. Yeah. Having- always been a goal getter yes I have really? I yes I am first born mm-hmm, me too type a, yeah just <laughs> like my and you know what my mom um was a single mom growing mm-hmm. up she had three kids by the time she was 26 going through a divorce and mm-hmm. my mom had she hadn't worked for like eight years or whatever so um she had to get back into the workforce and had two, three jobs at a time. And I think children are just so much more observant um, than we give them credit for. I felt like I have to step my game up at such a young age. Like I have to help this woman out. She looking stressed and perplexed. Like, let me step up to the game. So it was always like, let me get as many good grades as I can. So she doesn't have to stress out and worry about that. Let me make sure my brothers and sisters are fine. So she don't have to stress out about that. Let me where I've been working since I was 13. I've worked at Kroger's YMCA boys and girls. Like I've always been working. Um, So I've always been pretty type A just because I felt more of a partner to my mom than a child. And it was just like, okay, girl, we in this together. So let me figure out how I can perform well so you can perform less. So I have Mm -hmm. always been really, really driven because I kind of felt like I didn't have another choice, you know, like um, she was a, a, she is a wonderful mom and she got remarried and all that stuff later, but you could just sense in the house, like get it together. Like don't make it any harder on her than it needs mm-hmm. to be. So I've always been like, I want to get a 4.0 this semester. I want to get A's. I want to write the best paper and all of that stuff. So yes, 
it's in my blood. <laughs> so it's always been a thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess, you, like you're saying, it's basically you felt like you had to. You had to grow up. This was your responsibility. You had to help mom out. You're the firstborn. Got to make stuff happen. What are some of the excuses you find yourself making, though? Oh, that's a really good question. And I think it comes from my um, background in theater and acting. I've always been a ham my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I was in dance classes and all that stuff. I went to high school for performing arts. I went to Cass Tech in Detroit and went off to college for that. And when you are in the arts, there is this narrative that oh, you're just an actor. You just read lines or, oh, you're just an artist. You're creative. You can only use the right side of your brain. You're not good in math. You're not good in um, logistics and just strategy and all that stuff. So I think um, me coming from that artistic background um, makes me feel insecure about the business side of me. Like mm-hmm. um, I, because I was so in arts all of my life, I didn't know that I was actually pretty keen in business. Like it, it just kind of clicks for me. Um, but there is still this insecurity when it's time to show up and negotiate and all that stuff where it's like, well, I'm just an actor. You know what I mean? Like I still have that insecurity. Mm-hmm. Also growing up in Detroit, I didn't really get a good education until high school. Like um, it, my mom kept us in Catholic schools, but they were still like kind of the poor side or whatever. Like we were still sharing books and getting basic education. So I'm very insecure in how I speak. Um, I am a black girl from the West side of Detroit and I speak Ebonics and there was some shame in that because I literally wasn't taught grammar until high school. You know, by then it's kind of too late, even though I was a well-read person, I just always feel insecure about like speaking on demand to people that are higher up or writing. So um, even though I write at, for a blog and I produce a podcast where I speak, I kind of did those things to make myself get better at it. Mm-hmm. And I still might mess up some sentence sentences. The structure might be wrong. A period might be where semicolon should have been. But right. it was like, I can't get better if I don't practice it. And for me, practicing publicly is a really good place because people will check you and be like, girl, you didn't say this right. But I've been blessed enough to have an audience that are like, girl, I talk like that too, you know, like being my authentic self. So yeah, those are my, that's one of my insecurities or excuses is like, you don't know enough. Like you didn't go to school for that. All you know how to do is act or be on stage, but I'm just like, so does everybody, nobody knows what they're doing. Right. We're just all kind of making it up as we go go even the oprah's and in the bill gate like they're just faking it so they make it so why can't i (laughs) exactly and by the way i find that the way you speak the most endearing thing of you like about you i love listening (laughs) so it is like authentic you're like not putting on pretenses like you are so real and that's what helps people connect I really love it I don't know if I can listen to Jessica Lauren if she sounded like this no (laughs) but that's the thing about our excuses is um it's it's just something that hinders us Mm -hmm. meanwhile the person on the receiving end is like oh my gosh I love that part of you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and That's why it's so critical for me, like as a mission to just be like, okay, it's okay to hear all of that and have that story in the back of your head, 
but you don't have to be married to it. Like mm-hmm. you could feel like that, but girl, press record and record mm-hmm. and get over it. Write the thing, do the thing, speak up, don't silence yourself. And you'll, you'll find your people. Well, your, your people will find you. And if somebody does want me to speak a certain way, they can go on to the next podcast. Cause I can't like when I get going there it is I can't stop it so it's like they'll find somebody else and I'm okay with that you know yeah Yeah. amen to that like I didn't even know you were going to preach a whole word but you just did hey (laughs) I can't help it um yeah because you know what I find in my experiences usually the things that we are the most insecure about are the things that people are most attracted to about us I don't absolutely why it works like that but maybe it's to keep us humble maybe yeah 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 um okay so let's talk about goal getters who ditch excuses Mm -hmm. so obviously you work with people yep okay have you always been a people person always always and and not by choice (laughs) like I could be literally like today my goal is to be the most incognito don't talk to me I got my sunglasses headphones in mask on and people will still be attracted to me and it's been like that my whole life like I don't know if I walk around looking like, hey guys, come talk to me, but whatever. I've always been a people person. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there is a part of me that really, really loves connecting with people really deeply. I'm not one for small talk. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to talk about the weather. It'd be like, so how does your soul feel? But I've been like that my whole life. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I think that's how I wound up in this line of work. It's just like, I want to figure out like, everybody's why like because like you said when you're on the outside you can see very clearly somebody else's purpose or calling or their gifts or you know if they have products you can see like girl it's right there do it and they're not doing it and I'm like girl what let's uncover it so I've always been super interested in psychology and sociology and just figuring out that that why I will sit and people watch. I think that's why I got into acting. Acting is nothing but exploring a character and figuring out the choices that they've made. So I've always just been like people, like people obsessed, even though sometimes like I need a break from it, but I'm always just curious, like why they do that? (laughs) What's going on? So, okay. Um, I just, I'm trying, I'm really trying to, (laughs) I'm trying my best to not say me too. Like every time you talk, because let's just, I guess we can just blanket this. We're pretty similar. So yeah, yeah. Literally listening to you. I'm like, "Mm, that's me. I'm trying not to jump in and say, Oh my gosh, you too. Me too. No, jump (laughs) in. Okay. Say the me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So, but being a people person can sometimes be exhausting. Um, mm-hmm. when you are feeling like you don't really want to deal with people, like you're in the incognito with the sunglasses, whatever, um, how do you gain inspiration to go back into that place of being a, a, a supporter or a helper to people? Yeah, that's a good one. I think I've, I was just actually thinking about this today. Um, and it's, it's so cliche, but I really am not worth a, a penny if I'm not feeding into myself. Like I can't help anybody else if I haven't taken care of me in some capacity first. And it could be as simple as like, 
so we just got a puppy two months ago, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll be in the other room barking. He ready to get up, pee, you know, eat his food. And it's like, I hear you. And what I could do is hurry up and jump to the rescue and take you outside. But it's like, and I've done that, right? But when I do it, I'm resentful. I'm like, oh, he won't yell. Now I'm like, I hear you, puppy. I'm coming, but I have to have some water first. Mm-hmm. I have to stretch. I have to do that. So I think when I'm getting burned out on coaching, because you know, I have a coaching program and I'm just I just work with people. Um, I will take an intentional break and be like, let me fill myself up with whatever that is. So, you know, I've been taking swimming lessons, um, out journal, just whatever it is, light a candle, whatever it is that helps me get back regulated and centered to me. Mm-hmm. I have to do that. Be- and I've tried it the reverse where it's like, oh no, no, I don't need to do that. I can still show up. But when I show up, I'm low-key got an attitude because I ain't really want to help. You know, like it's just like just gonna stop stop putting yourself in that predicament. Take care of you first and then come back when you're full. For me, a lot of um, helping out was from a, p- a place of people pleasing. Like if I don't help out, I'm not a good friend. If I don't help out, I'm not a good daughter or whatever. But now I'm like, let's scratch that narrative. You can be a good whatever, um, regardless of if you're being of service, only be of service when it really aligns to you. Like to stop doing it because you think it'll win you brownie points with people do it when it's aligned with you, when you feel whole and healthy. And once I started switching to that, you know, and stop, I really worked on being a people pleaser and I'm filling up my tank. Now it just feels more natural. You know, like I don't get as burned out as I used to. Mm. Okay. So I just want to take a moment of silence to honor what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Because, okay, so I have five kids, right? And so for me, it feels very selfish to do things for myself. It feels like, no, they need you. But what you're saying is, if you're not taking care of you, then you're going to show up with an attitude and nobody needs that anyway. So it's almost exactly take a little break, drink some water, lie down for a little bit if you need to, and then attend to the needs of other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though, because everything feels so urgent. You know, I'm kids is like, mom, I need you now. And you got five of them. So I can only imagine what that's like, but I just, I can't, operate like that no more on a on a continual basis like there are some times when you it is urgent but like I try if I can squeeze that in it's getting squirrels in because <laughs> I, I can't I need to I need to I, I'm gonna need to start doing that so so far I'm taking notes while we're doing the interview set the reminders to encourage myself check yeah and <laughs> squeeze in as much downtime as you can check. yeah Okay. Yes. <laughs> what does goal getting look like in practice? Like you like women, you're helping women to become goal getters. What does that actually mean? It's so funny you asked me that. Before we hopped on this call, I had a clarity call with a potential client. Um, a, a young lady wants to join the goal getter sessions. And um, during our clarity calls, we kind of start doing the work right then and there. And she was just like, I want to show up, but I don't know how. I want to do the work, but I don't know how. And it was just like, go get it to me is simply doing the work. Like, that's 
it. Like uh, there's no way around it. You know what I mean? Like no matter the excuses, your circumstances or what, like, I don't have enough this, or I don't have the right computer. Or I don't have, it, it doesn't matter. It really is like you just rolling up your sleeves and doing what needs to be done with what you have until you can get what you need. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, I have to get up every day and do something in my business. And that could be for five minutes to an hour. As long as I did something that day to try to push the needle forward a little bit, that's goal getting. I think for a minute, we thought goal getting was hustle culture, 24 seven grand, don't sleep, sleep when you die. Now for me, it's just like, listen, I have this goal and every day I'm trying to get to it. Um, whether it's, you know, me showing up on social media or doing some admin for it or pitching or being like coming up with some creative content or being on Pinterest and daydreaming or meditating. All of that is a part of the goal getting, but it's about being intentional about it, right? Like no matter what, I'm going to spend at least an hour a day on my thing. Uh, What goal getting isn't, isn't being haphazard about it, right? Like, oh, when I feel like being motivated, or I don't feel that's not goal getting right because if you let your feelings lead you you will be very wishy-washy like your results will be wishy-washy so I think goal getting is doing at least one small thing every day um, until you get to where you're trying to go and no matter how you slice it or dice it it really is about doing the work you can strategize about it plan about it pray about it but at the end of the day it really is like you got to put the pen to the pad you got to put your hands on the clay to sculpt something like you just have to do it and um I think that's literally it you know what I mean I think sometimes we wait we we want like this big sign, like for God to open up the sky and throw the thunderbolt on you and be like, okay, now I'm motivated to do it. And it's like, no, it's in the muck and the mire on the rainy days when it's gray. Like you just have to be committed to doing it. And I think when you widen the scope and realize like, I don't have to do eight to 12 hours of dream work every day. It can literally just be 20 minutes on a train working on a blog post that's doing the work you know what I mean so that's goal getting to me in a realistic way is just doing something every day (laughs) um that's good that's really good because yeah hustle culture was a thing I don't think it's much a thing these days because everybody's just like burnt out from it but yeah um, yeah, we can plan. Like if you if there were awards for making plans and oh listen, I could get a few awards if if people could be paid for just planning and that's it, me. Yeah, I would be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you said that goal getting is doing the work, not just thinking about it or planning to do it, but actually getting in there. It's a um, verb, not a noun. Like you yeah. have to <laughs> do the work. That's it. (laughs) Exactly. So then, um, do you think ditching excuses is different from goal getting? Yeah, because you won't have child we got so many stories we tell ourselves right and and some of them are very true like I literally don't have enough money I literally don't have support like or it could be some of those childhood narratives like uh, you know if you had a parent that 
always told you, be quiet. You talking too much. There you go running your mouth. How dare you want to start a podcast? You know what I'm saying? Um, And so in order for you to move past it, you have to ditch it. Like you have to let that stuff go. And trust me, it's easier said than done, um, especially because we have these tapes in our mind and their only job, like your inner critic's only job is to to keep you safe. And her favorite way to do that is to remind you of those stories, right? And it doesn't have to be pigeonholed to childhood. It could be your first boyfriend telling you your damaged goods, uh, you know, some customer you work with telling you you don't speak proper English, whatever. But it's constantly in your mind and she likes to hype it up as soon as you open your laptop or as soon as you, you know, about to record. And so to dish the excuses, you know, I make it sound trivial, but it really is hard work to say, I hear you, but I feel this pull on my my heart to still pursue it. So I'm going to. I hear you fear, but I'm in the driver's seat. You know what I mean? I'm going to get us to where we need to go. Thank you for your concern, but I got to record this podcast. You know what I mean? So um, ditching excuses is is different than goal getting um, because goal getting, like I said, is very action oriented. It's a verb. Um, whereas ditching excuses is more so of a mental thing where you have to show that mental fortitude like, you know, people always pray like, God, take my fear away. Mm. And fear is an instrument of God. Like we have to be afraid of fire so we don't touch it. We have to be afraid of car accidents. So we put on our seatbelts, right? But you can't let fear control everything, right? When you finally get the idea, like, you know what? I want to write a book. Fear is going to, your inner critic is going to be like, well, you don't know, you know, English that well. And, you know, you like, it's in, and she brings up good points, right? So it's like, you know what? Instead of being like, damn fear, I don't want fear. Fear is bad. It's like, no, hear it, acknowledge it, but saying, I got this. Like, God has blessed me to be so capable that, yeah, I have those deficits, but I'm still going to try. But you're right. Maybe I should take a writing class. You get what I'm saying? So, Addition excuses is a lot of mental work um, and you just got to do it to get the work done. So they go hand in hand, you know, Mm, they do. Yeah. Okay. Um. (laughs) I feel like I'm talking too much. Yo, I told Desiree before we started, I was like, you might have to stop me because I can talk. So raise a red flag when you need me to reel it in. But she didn't raise it yet. So I'll keep going. I'm raising it because <laughs> everything you're saying is so good. It's like hitting me where I need <laughs> to be hit. And Thank I you. don't want you to stop talking. I would. I wish you would just take over the whole conversation. Actually, <laughs> because I would just like to sit here and take notes at this point. <laughs> oh my God, girl. <laughs> Welcome to Jessica Lauren's second podcast. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a talker. No, that's okay. You never have to apologize for talking too much. Listen, I was also that child. Every report card that came home, Desiree is a smart girl, but she talks a little too much. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. You know that. um, And look at you with a podcast. Okay. Right. And the thing, I've literally been doing this all my life. Like, Talking yeah. to pe- talking to nobody is a thing for me. I was an only child until I was seven. So all of my formative mm-hmm. years were by myself. I had an imaginary, not friend group. Like I had a whole gang. Okay. And we, <laughs> I used to talk. And even after I, I came to Christ and like, I started preaching to the walls and to the trees. Like, yeah. I just, 
talk, right? It's just it's a gift. It I love is. it. Me too. I used to despise it. I people would be like, "Oh my gosh, you talk a lot," but you know what? I was created to do this. This is part of who I am, and yeah. I'm just gonna talk. That's uh, it. I'm not talking foolishness. I think it's okay for me to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And you too. It's good for you to talk because you are blessing me with all of the things you're saying. Um, What are the biggest emotional mental roadblocks that you've had to overcome on your journey to going after your goals? Ooh, um, I think and I'm, I'm kind of over it now, but I think one of those first few things was like analytics and numbers and likes and all of that. You know, you pour your heart into something and you're so excited about it and to hit publish and see 20 readers. You're actually excited about it because you're like, oh, my gosh, I had 15 last week or five the week before or zero because it was just a concept. But then you go on Instagram and somebody's like, oh my goodness, I hit 1 million downloads today. You know, like it just completely poops on your little 20 readers, right? So I think for me in the beginning, it was really, really hard um, dealing with the analytics. So I wouldn't look at them. And also I wouldn't follow my peers. And it wasn't because I was hating. It just was like, I have to keep my eyes on my own paper. And when I follow people that's in my same industry, while I'm happy for them and I'm rooting for them and I support them, I can't be like, I can't have creative freedom because I will start using you as the blueprint. Like, well, Desiree do this on her podcast. So maybe I should start doing that. So I had to literally like, just not follow people or just not look at my analytics as much. Like I'll look at them like every three months or something, because I'm like, I have a mission and the numbers aren't it, you know what I mean? But at first seeing that was kind of hard, you know, you'd be so proud of like, well, I got 500 downloads. And then, you know, somebody's like, oh, I got 7 million. It's like, eh, but I just really um, had to get super tunnel vision and make whatever boundaries I have, um, especially on Instagram. Like, you know, it's really cute to have like 5,000 followers and you only following 200. Mm-hmm. Mine is like 4,000. I'm only following 900. It's not to be cute. It's because it's like, I can't see all of that or it's going to mess with my head. You know, <laughs> you know what? You bring up a really good point because I had never even thought of it that way. Um, so like, okay. So you don't follow people who are in your industry. Who do you follow? So I follow stuff I genuinely like, uh, not to say I don't like people in my industry and I do follow some, but just not, I don't follow the heavy hitters and it's just a weird thing, but I follow a lot of home decor. I follow my people that interact with the show a lot. Like if I notice you constantly commenting, constantly sending me DMS, I'm following you, you know what I mean? So you know, that's kind of taboo. People are like, I want to follow the upper echelon. It's like, no, I follow my people. Like, let's, I want to talk to the people that listen and support me. Um, I follow my in real life friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm always following like plant accounts, home accounts, uh, uh, a lot of architectural digest nail accounts, just like creativity, but not necessarily creativity creativity in in the industry that I'm in um just just because I just want it to be as me as it possibly can and it's easy to get like okay that's the trend let me hop on that I don't want to hop on nothing unless I want to hop on something you know what I mean but I don't 
I just, that's just something about me. I'm like, I just want to follow who I truly want to follow. And not because I think it's politically correct or, you know, none of that is like, whatever. <laughs> um, and that's an amazing boundary too, because like, like you said, if you're seeing all these other people who are doing exactly the same thing you were doing, but at a, a higher capacity, I guess, mm-hmm. sometimes it can make you feel like, well, when am I ever going to get there? But like, yeah. like having the boundary of, I'm not going to look at them and I'm just going to nope. like what I like and be inspired yep. from that. That's, that's wisdom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, nobody wants to admit, admit it, but there is some, is envy. I'm always is envy versus jealousy, right? Jealousy is like, I want what they have and they can't have it. It's not that mm-hmm. sometimes I struggle with envy and envy is, I'm happy you got it, but why, like, what's stopping me? Am I not good enough? I don't need nothing else questioning whether I'm good enough or not. So it's like, let's avoid it altogether. (laughs) Okay. So then, um, uh, what, so you're inspired by the things that you, where do you get like Pinterest? Is that where you spend most of your time? Um, no. Well, um, I used to spend a lot of time on Pinterest. Uh-huh. Um, to be honest, I, I say this all the time. I get my inspiration as far as new content for the podcast for me and my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, girl, what is so um I'm taking a hiatus for the month of May from the podcast, right? Because it's not because I'm burnt out. It's to prevent a burnout. Right. And all I'm going to be doing is playing catch up. Like let's do all of July's, you know, like I'm just trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. So the next episode that airs June 6th is about like, um, it's asking the question, what are you running from? Like, why are you running from yourself? Mm -hmm. I've been finding for like the past couple months that like, like I was saying, I'm very introspective. I'm a journaler. I'm always just trying to figure out like what's going on. Well, recently I've been the complete opposite. Like I could feel my spirit being like, Jessica, I just need you to be quiet. Like, let's just think. And I don't want to. So I get on Instagram. I'll be watching. Girl, I've been watching a law order for like eight hours a day, every day since I've been working from home. And I'm not like, I am a TV person, but I, I tend to save it for Sundays and Mondays when I'm off of work to like veg out. But I've been doing it every day. Let me, it's like any moment I get to be quiet, I've been loud. Like if I'm in the shower, let me play this YouTube video. And I, I can feel myself actively um distracting myself and I'm like what am I running from what am I running from and so I finally been delving into that so that's what a podcast episode is going to be about like we all run from things and we're all trying to distract ourselves how can you get back to you so a lot of my content actually comes from me I'm talking to myself half the time and goal getters just found me you know what I'm saying like that whole time it was like girl I'm talking to me um so a lot of, of my inspiration comes from just like what is happening in my life. Um, and I read a lot and I tend to read a lot of self-help. So that helps. Um, what else inspires me? Music, music for sure. Uh, I would get in a little groove and just go on somewhere movies. And, but as far as social media, um, I guess I, I get inspiration from everywhere, but my biggest inspiration is myself. Like I, I remember one day being like, God, I wish it was a podcast that talked to me, like how I talk to people on the podcast. And it was like, it's you like, it's listen to yourself. Yes. <laughs> so my inspiration comes from me. <laughs> so you made a podcast for yourself. So if nobody else listened, basically, 
you're listening. At least I could. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. um, in this whole journey of podcasting, you mentioned blogging as well. How long have you been doing both of those things? Um, since So the blog since 2015 and the podcast since 2017. Really? What? Yeah. Got you started blogging. Like what was the reason for Ooh. blogging? Okay. So, (laughs) um, I graduated from college, right. And I was in a pretty tough acting program. As silly as it sound, um, acting programs can get crazy because they are delving into your psyche. Like it just gets weird to say the least, but I graduated from a pretty rigorous program. All of my teachers were like Kevin Spacey's coach, or, you know, they worked with James, like they just were some heavy hitters or whatever. So I graduate the second I graduate, I signed with the biggest agent in Chicago. I'm like, I got my bachelor of fine arts. I got my agent. Let's go. I'm going to be on stage with Denzel and Meryl and all of them. Mm -hmm. And so I hit the ground running my first week in Chicago, um, I had to stay. I had planned on going back to Detroit, but they were like, no, you got auditions. I auditioned for like all these huge commercials and movies. And at the time I was 20 years old. So I'm like, this is it. But girl, I would go to these auditions like three to five times a week. And they'd be like, oh my God, we love Jessica. Place her on hold. And being placed on hold is when it's gone down from like maybe you and 20 other girls to maybe you and just another girl. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a 24, 48 hour hold. And your agent calls you back and they're like, Jessica, they loved you. You know, this is past the callback. Like I've already made it past the callbacks and all that stuff. And so they tell you about the money. They like, you gonna make this much. This is how your contract is. And it's zeros on zeros on zeros, right? Mm-hmm. So you get so excited. You try not to, but you get excited. I'm calling my mama like, girl, sweet me, I want my girl. And then the next morning, your agent calls and it's like, sorry, Jessica, I had to release you. So I was on hold literally for nine years i'm talking about for hunger games for empire anything that was filmed in chicago detroit toronto Mm -hmm. i was on hold for it and basically what that does is tell you you're good but you're just not good enough and that is a message that's coming to a girl who is from a fatherless home you know i had issues with me you know like it was just like i'm not good enough so in 2015, um, I went to Detroit to visit my sister, I mean, my family and me and my sister went in the backyard. We had on the same outfits and we took some pictures. It was just very haphazard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I should post these pictures on my blog. I had started a Tumblr, like little blog, like maybe in 2011, mm-hmm. but I didn't do anything with it. And then I was just like, why don't you buy the domain? And then it was like, why don't you set up a news? Like, like I did it all like in an hour. Like, let me just post this thing. And I put it on Facebook and it got like 500 hits. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then the next day I wrote another blog post and another and another. And when I tell you, it was like Power Rangers, or uh, Captain Plant. It just felt like when my powers combined, I am Captain Plant. Like, it just felt like this power came over me. And it was like, this is it. You mean to tell me I get to give myself permission on when I get to create and when I get to show up and I get to tell my own story and I don't need my agent and casting director? Girl, bad. So I just started going ham. Like, it was a style section, a cooking session. Like, I just was like, here's my life. Like, y'all seem to like it. And I was getting such good responses. Like people were like, oh my God, I love it. Mm -hmm. And around that time, I started opening up about, I had anxiety really, really bad back then because acting is a brutal industry. And 
I was working at this daycare. I think I was making like 10, 50 an hour and working at this tea cafe, making like five. It was just a mess. And so I was like, I'm going to therapy. This is anxiety. And it blew up even more. Um, We are very well-versed in self-care now, but back then nobody was really talking about it like that. And I'm black, you know what I mean? Black women, we didn't admit to having anxiety and breakdowns and panic attacks. And I was spilling the tea. Like I'm very transparent. Like y'all, he broke up with me this way so it just grew and oddly enough I started the blog in May I think I booked my first tv show in like August like the second I gave myself my own permission to do me that's when I started booking and I started booking hard but at the same time, when I'm doing this blog, I was getting partnerships. People were reaching out to me like, we like what you're doing. I didn't have a big following, but I was making money inst- just from, from an idea that I had. And then, so I started teaching myself photography and all of it. I just became obsessed with it, listening to business podcasts. And I, I just went down this rabbit hole and I would be on set and I would hate it. Like I was like, I'm, I was just thinking about my blog. Like, I want to get back. I need to write. I need to write. I don't even care about these lines. Get me off the set. And I was just like, I don't think I like this no more after all of that. Right. And um, my agent would call me and be like, we got this girl. It's going to be Taraji and Denzel. Do you want to come? And I'd be like, no. And I was dead I did not give a care. Like him calling me felt like he was saying like, Jessica, your appointment for three root canals is at 3 p.m. Whereas in the past, him calling me was like, this is my big break. So eventually um, I was like, I need to break up with my agent. I want to go all in on my blog. Uh, But he dropped me rightfully so. Like I didn't, I didn't even care. Like this is like 15 years of work. And I was just like, so? And so I started the blog and then um, I started the podcast because I felt like I could speak it better than I could write it. Um, I'm an insecure writer. Even though I write, I'm still just like, did that sound right? And that's how all this was birthed. And then I started a coaching program. And then, um, and a lot of people ask me, like, do I regret those 15 years or not? It's like, no, because now I know how to talk on a show for an hour by myself. I know how to tell a picture. I mean, tell a story through a picture because of acting. So I don't regret any of that. I think it all led me to this moment here. And who's to say what this will lead me to? So that's how all of that started was I was just tired of letting my creativity like be held in someone else's hands. And it was like, give me my power back. I'm taking the creativity. And it blossomed into me loving writing and business and photography. Uh, talents I didn't know I had, you know? So that's how it all started. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I, anyway. I'm sorry. That's no, no, no. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> let me just tell you something, okay? I'm going to reassure you that when I'm like this, it's because I'm being ministered to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what role would you say sisterhood and community played in this journey that you are on and have been on? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I'm, I went out of my way to like not be too saturated in my industry or whatever, but God had different plans for me. Um, me just showing up and showing off my work. I've met so many incredible Twitter friends, 
Instagram friends. And, you know, when you start something off, you think, oh, I know my best friend will love this. I know my family will love this. They'll buy from me, read from me, listen to me. But your family and friends aren't necessarily your ideal audience, right? Um, They might buy one product and listen to one episode, but they're into NASCAR, basketball, uh, you know, like it it just is what it is. So God just blessed me with women that were on Twitter and Instagram. And we first followed each other, um, supported each other's work. Then we started taking trips together. And one of my friends, Deshare, she's from um, Shop Love Paradise. She has a boutique here in Chicago. We met on Instagram, um, like in 2015. Last year, I had to get this surgery, uh, urgent surgery on my eyes because I was going blind and didn't know it. And my bogus situationship at the time, he didn't want to go with me to the surgery. She went with me. So like God sent me women and me. I have some men friends that have been a blessing into my life that I didn't know I needed. I didn't know them from Adam, but we met on social media and now we're such staples in each other's lives. So when people are like, I don't have any support, you know, like my family, my friend, do, do, do. it's like, yeah, but keep showing up. You will attract the people that you need. Eventually. I didn't know nobody from a can of paint, but here we are, you know, celebrating weddings and it, it's just incredible. So um, yeah. And I was surprised by it because I wasn't really actively seeking it out. I'm a just a weird man. I kind of like doing stuff on my own. And I think that just comes from being hurt in the past. Like maybe having friends that was like, oh yeah, I got your back and disappointing me. So I, as a coping mechanism, I build walls around me where I don't ask for help or want to seek it out. But God was like, nope, here you go. We're going to, uh, you know, deconstruct that and give you sisterhood. So that's been awesome. Yeah. I'm only learning about the power of sisterhood too, because like what you said, being hurt and you're just trying to pad yourself and you're just like, yeah, no, I don't really like girls anyway. So, but no, yeah. Yeah. So important. Like yep. we all need, we all definitely need a good set of sisters who will call us on our junk, encourage us when we're down and yeah. just kind of just keep us going. Like it's, I don't know why I took so long, but, um, you know, pain can do hard, strange things to you. Um, it really can. <laughs> you have a sponsorship with better help. Better, yeah. Better help. Better help. Mm-hmm. Better help. Yeah. Better um, is basically an online platform where you can just be like, listen, I'm going through X, Y, and Z. They'll match you up with a therapist or a counselor, whatever, you know, whatever you need. Um, that meet the criteria you want. So if you're like, I need a woman of color, I need a man, I need a Pacific Islander, whatever, they'll try their best to match you with that person. And then um, you can call, text, or uh, call, text, or video chat with them. Um, it's on a sliding scale. Um, and yeah, we have a partnership. And somebody the other day was just like, girl, thank you for that, that cold because I signed up for it. And I'm like, awesome. Great. I'm a huge advocate for therapy. So if you could get on, get on. (laughs) And the reason why I had you explain that is because the next question is why do you think mental health is so important to the work that you're doing right now? Mm, mm, mm. Cause if you ain't got your man, right. It's, it's not much you can do. You know what I mean? Like you can't really be of service to anybody else. If you are broken. And even if your service is just like, all I do is sell mugs, right? You may think that's a very like 
you know, I just throw it in the mail, but it'll show up in your customer service, how you talk to people. It'll, it'll just show up the days I show up on social media and I think I'm hiding it. Well, some people are like, just, you seem sad. And I'm like, dang, they can see through that. So you have to take care of yourself, no matter how big or small your thing is. You don't have to have a podcast to need to take care of yourself. It's, it's even for service providers, whoever, like you, 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 you just have to, it's just like any other thing. Like if you were a track star and you broke your leg, you wouldn't keep trying to run. You know what I mean? Like your mind is, is just as important part of your body as the rest of you. And if anything else was injured, you would go out of your way to take care of it so you could function properly. So mm-hmm. mental health is pivotal because otherwise you just broke and broke people, break other people and hurt other people. So mm-hmm. to stop that cycle, you got to take care of yourself. That's right. I agree with that 100%. What is, what has been your most recent challenge that you have successfully overcome? I think I'm finally coming out of that distraction fog, that running away from me thing. And I think I finally pinpointed what it was. Um, I'll be 37 this year. This is my first year going back to work. I hadn't worked a real job since 2013. Mm-hmm. And I'm having to ask myself that question. Like, is this it? Like, do I want more? And that's a really hard question to answer because my job is a really good job. I get paid really well. I love my coworkers. Um, it's a fun job, but um there's a part it's God. He like, girl, let's get back focused to this stuff mm-hmm. and making this work. And it's scary to, to honor that and try to figure that out because it's like, but this is good. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to leave bad things, but it's also hard to leave good things. And I think I was just super foggy because I didn't want to be honest that, maybe this good thing isn't really working for me anymore. And I want something else. There's a lot of guilt and, and, wanting more for yourself you know even if something is good it's still just be like this ain't that so I think I'm successfully coming out of that fog and admitting that I want more and there's no shame in that and so yeah I think that's one challenge is just like like finally stopping the run and the distractions to get down to the fact that like, I kind of really want to pursue the entrepreneurship thing. And Mm -hmm. I tried going back to work, not to say I'm about to quit tomorrow or anything like that, but it is just like, I just want something else and something more. So Mm -hmm. that's been the challenge I've been winning lately. And we'll see how, how I win for real (laughs) when it's it's all said and done. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you were able to pick, to pinpoint, because sometimes we have like that dull ache and we don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. It's a good thing when we can find it. Let me ask you, if money wasn't a thing, right? Mm -hmm. No bills, your house was paid off, like everything, and you could do one thing and you were not going to fail at it. What would that be? Oh, if money, uh, just running my business. I, I would be like, bye y'all to the job. All right, y'all. God bless you. It's been real. <laughs> I'm out. 
<laughs> girl i would hire me a film crew like we about to start this youtube channel the the podcast would be a full-on production with a producer and a marketing manager like i would go all in on my business and just give it a really good hard try like let's do this um because that's the only thing that's stopping me now is not knowing that consistent money like i make money in my business uh-huh. um but it's so you know it's dependent on other people. And I know work is too, but there is some sort of a schedule anchor, you know, situation going on. Like I know I'm getting my paycheck in two weeks, but if I had money, girl, I would be up like, bye. Love y'all. Thank you so much for your contribution to my life, but I have to go, baby. It's time. (laughs) Bye. Deuces. Deuces. God bless you. (laughs) God bless you. <laughs> Your girl is gone. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Final question. Yeah. What would you say to a sister who is feeling stuck? She has big dreams, but she's making all the excuses as to why, why she shouldn't go after it. Or even imagine that you're speaking to yourself as a, the younger you. What would you say Mm -hmm. to help that sister out? Ooh, if you are stuck, I would say to keep going. Mm -hmm. Like, I I have been stuck. It does not feel good. I just came out of a fog where there's no clarity. There's no momentum. But after you've cried and talked about it with your friends and prayed to God, you just got to keep going and keep going might look like, hey, I need a month hiatus or, hey, I got to scale back. But you have to find it somewhere in your heart to like just really bear down and keep it going. And for me, that's connecting back to that. Why? Why am I doing this? Right. Why am I writing this books? Why am I coming out with my own record or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And when you pinpoint that for me, it's like, cause I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to how things were before all of this. Right. So I have to keep going. So I would just say, um, reconnect with the why. Why did you start in the first place? If it is it to like have a creative outlet, okay, keep going with that, even though it sucks and you're stuck and all of that. Because imagine what life was like when you didn't have that creative outlet. How did you feel then? Right. So either way, if you look backward or forward, you don't want to go back. It's only you, like you have to go through it to see that next level and the next stage of the game. So I would just say keep going. Um, but to also acknowledge like that it does kind of suck, cry the tears, mm-hmm. cuss, fuss, you know, do what you got to do. But eventually you do have to be like, okay, girl, we did the cussing and the fussing and the crying. Let's keep going. You know, I always try to tell people like, don't like sweep it under the table or, oh, just forget it. It's not that deep. It is that deep. And that's okay that you have feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Feel it, feel the failure, you know, cry about it, but keep going. That's, that's really the only choice, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yes, that's good. Good, good. So, um, Jessica, I'm sure everybody who knows you already knows where to find you. But for those who are meeting you for the first time, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah. 
on the interweb. So um, the podcast is domain, uh, all thing podcast is the sundayjumpstart.com. Um, that's where all the episodes are, show notes, all that jazz. Um, if you want to learn more about my 12-week coaching program called the Go-Getter Sessions, um, just click on work with me once you're on the website. Um, and that whole thing is to literally walk you through ditching excuses in 12 weeks to help you get to that major project and knocking it out the park. Um, so there's that. Um, if you want to see more stuff from the blog, like that's more lifestyle inspirational stuff, that's norealjewelry.com. Um, just hang out there. Uh, Instagram, I'm at norealjewelry. That's more of my personal lifestyle stuff. And then the podcast is at the Sunday Jumpstart. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, but I really don't check it. Is I I don't like Facebook and stuff, so I'm there, but I, I like I'm not active there. So the best place really is Instagram and the website, right. and the podcast. Listen to the podcast. It's on yeah. Apple Podcast. The Sunday Jumpstart. <laughs> and make sure you rate and subscribe because that helps. That's right. <laughs> it always helps. It does. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. This conversation was so fun. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry for talking your ears off, girl, but when you have me as a guest, you get your money's worth, okay? Listen, I, I mean, come on. Like, you can you stop apologizing? I love that you talk so much. It makes it thank easy. Thank you. Sometimes you yeah. Talk, well, you know, because you've interviewed people. Sometimes there's people are just like stiff and it's hard. It is so hard to make an episode with somebody that's dry. That's why I'm like, okay, let me do what I got to do. <laughs> right? This was not the case. You were so easy. Anyway, we will see each other around on the internet somewhere. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be on. Oh, thank you for coming. Bye. Are you still here? I'm so glad that you made it all the way to the end of this episode. Was I lying? Wasn't there so much good stuff in here? Um, And the conversation, it was just so easy. Jessica was so easy to talk to. And if you haven't listened to her podcast ever before, um, take it from me. Do yourself a favor. Go to the, the Sunday jumpstart podcast it comes out every sunday do yourself a favor follow the show and let her continue to motivate the pants off of you okay not your pants but i mean you know what i mean make sure that if you uh, loved this episode that you rate review and subscribe slash follow uh the sister doing okay podcast as well as jessica's podcast and next week I'm going to be doing a little bit of a recap of season three. So if you missed anything all season, um, I'm going to give you a little rundown of season three, top to bottom. I may have some bloopers for you. I don't know. You're just going to have to come back next week and find out. But next week will be the last episode for season three. And then there's some exciting things happening uh, for season four. So make sure you tune in next week to get all of that info. And before you go, sis, I just want to remind you that hard often comes before happy. Let's embrace those hard parts. They're going to move us forward. And please don't give up, even when it feels hard, because one day you'll look back on this time and you will marvel at how much you've grown through it. 
you're still alive, which means there is a purpose and an assignment that you were created to accomplish. It may not feel like it right now, but sis, you're doing okay.